Triple M NRL for Harvey Norman. Brands, innovation and solutions for all your appliance needs. Yes, thank you to Bryden's Lawyers protecting your future. And don't forget, uh, from 2 o'clock, the uh, ticket uh, frenzy giveaway for the Dogs versus South at ANZ Stadium on Thursday night. A really big game, that one. And uh, if you miss out on the tickets, get your uh, tickets from nrl.com forward slash tickets. Now, uh, uh, there's a book out at the moment by Josh Masood. It's called The Penalty. It's the inside story of Ryan Tandy and Rugby League's most no, most notorious match-fixing uh, scandal. And... Uh, Today in the uh, the Daily Telegraph, uh, in the final days before his death in, in April, Ryan Tandy sat down to talk with Josh Massoud and reflect on his life. It's his last interview, and we've got Josh Massoud on the line right now. G'day, Josh. G'day, mate. Uh, Josh, firstly, mate, congratulations on the book, uh, The Penalty. I, I, I sat down and had a read of it, and boy, oh boy, there's some uh, revelations in there, uh, one of which was the fact that, and it's about it in the paper today, uh, Ryan, on a number of occasions, uh, treated drug tests during his career. Yeah, yeah, quite amazing. It gives us a bit of perspective as to why the NRL took in-house testing out of the hands of the clubs. Um, Ryan has basically said that on on occasions he um, would get another player to pee in the cup for him after he'd had a big night and maybe take taken some illicit substances and feared that he might have gone positive. And there were even occasions where he was able to get his hands on a testing kit, um, take the cups home, pee in it himself, tested and if it got the wrong result tap another on, player on the shoulder and, and get them to hand their pee in so yeah. some pretty disturbing stuff this all happened last decade I, I, I should I should put that mm. out there that it's it's not something that he's talking about that happened very very recently but he did play up until 2011 with the Bulldogs Mate he, uh, he, he's been fairly honest in all aspects of the book except you know I, I say except but I uh, he, he doesn't admit to the match fixing yeah, he just he and he he never would, Kenny. He um he was adamant about that. I suppose the, the, that very last um, chat I had with him five days before he passed away, um, he talked about carrying secrets and 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 the fact that you had to lie and lie to to cover it up. And I, I thought for a little moment there that he 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 might have said something different on that night in Townsville, and he became quite emotional, which was quite uh, unusual for Ryan. Ryan had a very steely. Demeanor, but but he kept it together, and he, he he didn't go any further. And you know, had he lived a, a, a little longer, maybe he would have reflected on things and and um and, and had a different viewpoint on it. But but as long as he lived, he always denied that. So you got the feeling though that he was close to admitting to you that he did do it that night uh, because he did always deny it, even though he was found guilty of it, wasn't he in court? Uh, and yeah, he was, and um, also also on appeal, and he and he tried to um, he wanted to even go to the Supreme Court. I think the big thing for Ryan is that he um, he he he'd been adamant about it for so long to to so many people that were close to him, and he you know he, pe- people that backed him he, he really valued that. Obviously, he wasn't the most popular guy in Australia, and he, he really did um, appreciate the support he had from friends. So I suppose he felt that. If he were to change his tune, um, that he he might feel that he let those people down who who did believe him, and I always thought that that's why he was so steadfast about it. Because you had an unusual relationship with him, didn't you, uh, Josh? Because you actually were uh, beyond just a, a journalist and a footballer. You were actually friends with him as well. Yeah, I, I'm, and I'm I'm not backward and forward about um, admitting that. Um, everyone knows that uh, Ryan Tanny lived in my spare room for a week. Another broadcaster generously told the world that a couple of weeks ago, and that's cool with me. Um, the, the way I saw it is that, you know, and you know, Kenty, um, 
relationships with contacts. Yeah, they're interesting relationships. Are they friendships or are they associates? I don't know. Sometimes this one sort of blurred the lines a bit. But what I do know is that um, whenever I needed to know something from Ryan Tandy, he, he always went the extra mile to tell me that whether that was on or off the record was a point of negotiation. But I felt that when he was in, when he was in trouble, when he got sacked by the Bulldogs and the guy was homeless, he was evicted from his house, I so happened to have a spare room. Well, well, I thought it was the right thing to do to help him out. It turned out the paper didn't agree and history shows I got suspended for it. I tell you, some, there's some, revelation, some other revelations in the book as well, uh, Josh, and there's no doubt, mate, geez, he, he was a tough and he was a talented player. Some of the stuff he did at the Storm... He really had a breakout year there. He was sensational. But tell you what, Josh, he lived it. He, he, I tell you, he burnt the candle at, at both ends. Um, so some of the stuff is quite unbelievable. Like when he played uh, rugby league in England and almost passed away at training after after collapsing after it, basically it was a drug binge leading up, and he he dehydrated. And the, the the massive one for me, Matty, was when he was when he was in France. He um, yeah, yeah. he always he always saw like the whole the whole time he was in exile for a couple of years there. He, he always imagined this book would end with him playing in, in rugby league. And I always thought, Ryan, you know, that's the odds of that are, are pretty long. But he got that contract in France. And it, the dream that he had, it just the reality was completely different. It was a very poor standard. The living conditions were terrible. And he really went off the rails as a result of that. Um, a couple of weeks after their Mad Monday, uh, he had an operation. And um, he overdosed quite badly on um, prescription drugs and completely blacked out the next morning. Woke up with a swollen ankle. And um, he was later told that he jumped off a balcony um, two stories and landed on the roof of a car that was completely written off. Uh, he survived that. He, 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 and he reflected in that piece in the paper today that he, he did use up a lot of chances um, when he was alive. Yeah, he really, he really did live on the edge. Hey, um, he seems to be a bit of a lost soul. Did he have anybody really close to him? He had a lot of close friends, Gordy. Um, Brett Finch, you know, who often appears on Channel 9. Um, yep. they, they were really tight in Melbourne. They lived together in Port Melbourne there in a flat and, and got up to some fairly interesting things. And some of the more sort of PG to M-rated ones I've, I've, I've put in the book, Finchie's had a bit of a say, uh, Hassan Salah, the former um, Dragons, Tigers and Sharks winger, uh, who was who also put a couple of bets on this option, now runs a very successful bar down in Randwick. They were flatmates. They were, they were great mates. That final interview was actually at Hassan's bar. Um, Kieran Dempsey, the last ever coach of the North Sydney Bears, um, oh, he was very close to Ryan. Ryan babysat his children. Yeah, you know, he had uh, Joel Penny, a former North Sydney player as well, um, also spoke at the funeral quite beautifully. And, and he too was a great friend of Ryan. You know, he had a very, very tight crew. Yep. Um, but obviously, and obviously his mother as well. Um, like, you know, I'd just like to say a word to her. This, this book wouldn't even be on the shelves uh, if it wasn't for her blessing, which was a very difficult thing for her to do. Josh, just uh, tell me if you can answer this, mate. But I've heard that the um, Ryan obviously was still going through the legal process before he died. I've heard mm-hmm. that the lawyers for him are still chasing the money from his mother, which I think is pretty ordinary. Is that? Yeah, I think I think you might find that in the in the in the in the last couple of months, I think they might have dropped off. It was more it was more of a situation where um, Carol, I think it was more a guarantee um, that 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 she that she placed in in lieu of that money. And and I think, mate, in the last couple of weeks, the last couple of conversations I'd had with her, and it's not a point that I I labour with her because she she's she's going through a lot and she has already been through a lot without what happened in April. Um, but I but I think that situation has been. Resolved.